0: Tom Panos, John McGrath, Troy Malcolm, it is the finish line. It is grand final day, the last and final episode, not forever, but for 2023. Troy, John, how are you going? Good.
1: Very good. Very well, Troy, good. Yeah, like uh, I think just to let our listeners know, this is going to be our last podcast for this calendar year. I think uh, a lot of our listeners and audience and the gym members of Tommy and Susan are Heading off sort of over the next week or two. So we thought we'll finish strong while we've still got a full house. Um, and we'll talk about a few things today, Troy. I think we're going to kick off a little bit. We've been having a lot of our own internal discussions about, you know, how do you reset for the new year? I like that mm-hmm. word, Tommy, reset. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of like reset back to zero. I mean, how do you, what are you going to do for next year? So I'd love to talk. I was talking, um, Troy and I went up to a, our new Lennox head office, Tommy, which is a A beautiful place and a beautiful office, to be quite frank. And um, I was talking to them a couple of days ago, and and one one of the things I said that seemed to get their attention, I said, you know, are you interested in 5X in your business? And people kind of glaze over, but, yeah, yeah, but, you know, it's not going to happen and I don't want to work that hard I don't need that much stress. And I said, what if it was no more time, if it was less stress and no more time, maybe even less time? And they said, yeah, yeah, what's the formula? I said, well, the average agent probably average agent. I'm not saying Matt Steinway, I'm saying average agent probably attends ten listing appointments a month. Yes. And I said, how many are you you're winning? And someone from the audience says, oh, maybe three, maybe four. I said, yeah, let's call it one out of three, 33 percent. So I said, how how do we get you to five x? So you know, if 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 next year you start turning up to the same ten, no extra time, no extra hours, but you're turning up. A better version of yourself, sharper, better dialogue, better presentation, better closing skills, all the things that we talk about throughout the year. And you turn turn up, and instead of getting three out of 10, we can help you through skills get to seven out of 10. So not only are those extra four sales going to be a, 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 an immediate and tangible doubling effect, it's the spin-off business, Tommy, and you've talked about it for years. It's the spin-off business that everyone's going to get. Because with those extra four boards in the market and extra four properties on REA and extra four vendors to create raving fans, and each one's going to have 30 people come through the campaign. So you've got another 120 buyers to delight. And then four people are going to buy the property. So you've got another four people you can list and sell. So the effect is not of going from 33% to 66%. It's not a doubling effect in terms of the success of your listing presentation, it probably over the next two or three years is a four or five times, and we look at Alex Jordan and I. You know, shared your num- his numbers to you privately, Tommy. You know, and, and I won't disclose them here; it's his business. But this guy is writing telephone numbers every month, and, if, and a few short years ago, he was writing three hundred and eighty thousand a year after twelve years in the business. So, so what did he do? And it's probably the question I get asked most, Tommy is. You know, he he just tightened up a few areas of his business. He put laser focus on a particular part of his market. He was always good at servicing clients, but he, he got better and he did a number of things. And then what we saw is, you know, you've seen in the cartoon Troy, the you know, the snowball that starts at the top of the hill and it's little, and they roll it down the hill, and halfway down it's bigger and better and stronger and faster. By the time it gets to the bottom, it's a wrecking ball. And and that's what happens. And we call it Tommy, you know, often the tipping point you get to a certain stage and, you know, Tessalon's there and um, you know, Alex Jordan's there and Matt Steinway's been there and Tostevin's been there and Phil Harris has been there. You get to a stage of your career where you're actually growing faster with less effort because you've become an attraction agent. So I just want people to remember as they contemplate over Christmas, you know, just, you know, remember Alex Jordan was in real estate for 12 years and his best year was 380. And the guy's now riding over a million a month. And and he's having a ball. And he's got a he's assembled a great team around him. Um, and that can happen to anyone that's listening here today. And you know, the same story to Maddie Steinway and many others that we talk about. So I really want people over the break, Tommy, to to sit down and think about what is holding them back. I don't know if you guys ever listen to Esther Hicks. Do you ever listen to Esther Hicks?
0: Uh, Maddie Steinway put me on to her and um it was a period. Matt said he only was listening to her and any no one else. But go on, she's she's a she's a yeah, well, she's,
1: she's she's brilliant. She's at the esoteric end of the scale, Troy, as you know. So some people switch off, and I really that disappoints me because if you listen um, to it, it's actually scientific and it's brilliant. But you know, it, it might sound to the uninitiated at like the spiritual end of the scale. Um, <clears throat> but you know, she talks about if you get your vibrational alignment, and she talks about everything is just about energy and. Anyone that missed Matt Steinway's fairly recent TikTok about energy, where he's talking in the car to Jordan Bulmer and Geordie rings him up and he says, I'm hitting his flat spot and I'm a bit tired at the end of the year. And Matt just talks him through it. It's a five-minute piece of gold. I think I sent it to you, Tommy. I think you you listen to him anyway. And um, and, and just it's all about it's all about tweaking the things to get yourself aligned. And she talks a lot, Troy, about removing the resistance and friction that you are yourself creating in your life so she says you know you don't actually have to go out there and and get too much more in terms of skills and effort in your in your life in your business what you got to do is get rid of the stuff and it's usually around energy and beliefs that's holding it back you know that little inner voice that talks you out of doing things and that little lazy conversation you have with yourself and all those sort of things so I just think what a great time between now and, you know, when when people get running 100% next year, which, you know, might be a few weeks' time, what a great time to be resetting and and being honest with yourself and saying, what do I have to change to be the best version of myself? And don't be embarrassed about the answer because if it's your, you hate uh, rejection, well, guess what? Welcome to the human race. Each and every one of us hates rejection. The only difference, Tommy, is the people that actually get ahead, they hate it, but they don't let it stop them, whereas mm-hmm. the people that don't get ahead, they hate it, and they therefore go and find something else to do and then invent an excuse. So, you know, I'm really, when, when I'm talking with our team, it's just about doing a reality check, being honest with yourself, taking extreme ownership, just not not laying blame anywhere else. I mean, how many times, Troy, do we hear, even in our company, and I think we've got a very strong cultural mindset, but, People blaming competitors. I heard it the other day. Someone was, uh, is at one of our offices, I think they were down in Melbourne, and they said, oh, yeah, but you don't understand the competition's charging half a percent and paying for marketing. So, in essence, they were saying they're doing it for free. And yeah. I said, you know, that's not stopping you. That's not stopping you. There's a conversation you can have with a vendor that makes that sound ridiculous to, to yeah. want to entertain <laughs> engaging someone for the most valuable mandate of your life, most valuable appointment you're going to have in a business sense. And you're putting on someone that's prepared to do it for free because they're that desperate and because they've got no other option. I mean, just doesn't make any sense. So um, I would do that. The other thing, Tommy, just to mention, um, there's a guy, as I said to Troy this morning, his name's Honda, and uh, uh, ironically he started Honda. Anyway, he, he's he's renowned for a number of quotes and sayings, but the one that struck me that uh, I heard recently on a podcast, was ninety uh, success is 99% failure. And I thought, that's so right. You know, you make the 100 calls, you may only get one listing, but I've got to tell you, that listing is a beautiful outcome for that week's calls or that day's calls. And it's turning up. It's, you know, you show 100 buyers through a property, you have only need one of the 100 to buy it, and that's another great outcome and another raving fan and another sale and another new customer. But you've got to get through the 99 that say no and often slag the property off. It's not just no thanks. It's no thanks. This is terrible. I wouldn't buy it if you gave it to me. So there's there's often a bit of negativity thrown around for the people that don't want to do business with you. Uh, and I get it. It's hard to go to six listings and miss five and turn up to the six, but that's the deal. you just got to do it. you got to do it. Over yeah. to you, Troy. What do you thought yeah, I was going to say, you no oh, Go. Sorry, John. No, well, I mean, what are your insights? You look back on the other, that, that's just for me is my, let's 5X the business, work no extra hours, have less stress, have more fun in 2024, forget the market, it's irrelevant to you, forget the competition, they're irrelevant, take ownership. So that's kind of where I'm seeing things. What What about you as you reflect and no, on twenty 20- no
2: doubt john mine are going to sound very similar to yours in many ways because i think we have a very similar view on what we can control and what we can't we talk about the inner market and the outer market so often um what can we and what do we know to be true in 2024 market conditions are going to change up down better worse we know they're going to change at some point in time during the course of the next 12 months the same way that if we had this conversation 12 months ago we would have said the same thing so market conditions are going to change um What we can understand and what we do know as agents is that we can adapt to that change and we can see the new market because we've seen that translate in so many cases this year where we've seen agents have better years than they've ever had. Why? Because they've had the ability to understand where the market's going, adapt to change, adapt their pricing strategy, and make sure that they're consistent with all of the things that we know make a successful real estate agent. Communication educating themselves training setting expectations making sure they're delivering world class open for inspections so anyone that's listening to this podcast in particular i take 10 minutes 20 minutes half a, half an hour and sit down at the end of this or when you get a quiet moment over the next couple of weeks leading into christmas and work out how did you perform prospect list negotiate sell uh, give yourself an honest score out of 10 If you're three or four out of prospecting, what do you have to do over the break to make yourself an eight or nine out of 10? It's probably only a few little incremental changes that's going to have a significant impact on your business in 2024. That, along with a really positive mindset, and I think that that's going to be a huge uh, player in the game next year, is having the right mindset to allow you to create a great business, and then making sure you are consistent, turning up and making sure you're doing those calls, John, so you get through 99 and you get that one that's going to get a listing that's going to lead to another three listings. It's actually a really simple opportunity for anyone that's listening to take their business and 5 exit over the next 12 months if they implement and stay focused on the simple strategy of making sure they're creating raving fans.
1: Tommy, I mean, what are you seeing from the people you're coaching and the traction and your own personal insights about what success is going to require in 24 for people to contemplate over the next, well, during the break?
0: Well, I think I interviewed Thomas McGlynn um, on uh, one of my real estate gym interviews and he said that many real estate agents are focused on everything else but volume, but in reality, we're a volume-based business and we're probably going into a marketplace. And Louis Christopher has also confirmed it yesterday, he's from SQM Research, so I had someone that's got data there Vendors are selling and buyers are buying, and it doesn't matter whether they're going at high prices or they're going at low prices. And I understand there are two markets. There's the mortgage market, people that have got mortgages, and there's also an unmortgage market now. I accept that 5, 10, 15, 20 million people go to PEXA and they settle with cash, and they're unaffected by interest rates. I understand that, but the great news is we're not like people in crypto or manage funds or shares. People are always buying and selling because of health reasons, divorces, marriages, schools, size of families needing to be bigger houses, smaller houses, relocations. And that's a great, great that's a great story. We don't care whether the RBA puts it to 15 rate rises or to five rate rises. So I uh, I agree with you. I think we're going to have a, a, a great year, and I think what would be good to finish off on this podcast is we've still got 10 days left. There are practical things that you can be doing to finish your year yeah. that can help you. As John and Troy, we've used this term every year, park your car on the top of the hill with a handbrake on and come back and effortlessly just let it go and fly And you can do stuff right now to actually allow that to happen. Uh, You guys can't see it, but up on the screen, what I've got here is uh, some of the things that I think you can be doing in the last 10 days. Well, we've got 20 days left, but let's say 10 uh, 10 real days that you can be doing. End of year summary calls. I think it's a great thing to do. I think calling someone and saying, hey, this is what happened this year. I want to wish you and your family all the best over the the, uh, the festive season. And I think you've got to be also very mindful that uh, not all cultures celebrate uh, Christmas. So be careful with the, the language and dialogue that you use in this diverse country that we have, holiday festive season. Pocketbook listings. I think that's a really good thing that you should be doing right now, which is signing up stuff. And not launching it, listing it now, but launching it later. I think there's a lot of vendors that say to an agent, let's catch up early in the new year and talk about our plan. And often that phone call never comes. It goes to another agent. And I think you can reduce the probability of that happening by getting things up and rolling. You know, John what John and Troy, what, what could you say to a vendor to uh, maybe get them to list now and get stuff ready so you can launch early in the new year, and that way both you and the vendor can move away with closure knowing there's a plan in place. What do you say to the vendor that says, hey, let's catch up next year, we'll talk about it then?
1: Well, I think, you know, the, f- the first thing is, you know, if if we get prepared right here, right now, um, we can do it and, and select the best times and the best days to get ourselves organised, get our photography, get our drone shots, get our videos. But the interesting thing, Tom, is that we find that, well some some selection of the community go on holidays for sure and some will go away there's a lot of people that are coming into sydney including expats and at the moment the australian dollar is at you know close to record lows there's a lot of people if you'd allow me to pop your board up and put put you on realestate.com.au i, I think that there's a pretty strong chance we could generate some highly qualified inquiry um, so I would be, and that's true, you know, we know that REA stat tells us that I think it's Boxing Day, Troy, that they say is the number one traffic for the year, and if it's not, it's one of the top few traffic yep. days of the year, and and it's it's not a story to get someone listed, it's a real story that expats that, that have a base in Sydney or are going to be returning to Sydney and have family here are going to be coming back. So my view is always, as you guys know, my view is you never give anyone a recommendation to do something that's not in their interest. But I think genuinely it's in the interest of a seller. If you're going to put a board up on the 15th of January, you may as well get it up on the 15th of December. And, um, you know, you might say to me, well, look, I'd rather people don't come through over that Christmas, New Year week. You know, you can exclude time to show it, but just exposing it to people and being able to have a conversation with highly qualified uh, people that have got pretty big checkbooks, the expats at the moment, coming back buying at the sort of Aussie dollar low levels. So I'd, I'd just be working on that. Um, you said something before, Tommy, which I think is a good point, that there are a lot of agents that list properly and put boards up on Christmas Eve and then go away themselves for three weeks and they don't make any arrangements and so forth. Please make sure that if you are going away and if you don't want to take business calls, which is your prerogative, you know, you you either have a clear message or you have someone on your behalf answering and maybe even showing the properties Because, you know, there will be opportunities to sell over the uh, Christmas, New Year break. And uh, if your vendors are open to it, and if you're open to finding a solution, if you're not going to be here, I would definitely, definitely do that. The other thing, Tommy, is have a look at all of the, I mean, there are going to be people that are going to take unsold stock to Christmas, something that might have passed in a few weeks ago. And I've been watching your terrific TikToks, you know, and I... And they're so honest and raw. And as you say, you know, most things are selling, but it's got harder. We don't have six and eight people at auctions usually. We've got one or two. And instead of selling 11 out of 12, you might be selling seven out of 12. Um, so there are there is more expired unsold stock right now than there has been throughout most of the year in most markets. Um, you've got to have a plan for those vendors. Are you going to relaunch it, whether it's another auction or just a relaunch campaign? You need to pe- keep people engaged because if someone's Listed, uh, let's say second week in November, and they went to auction around now, and they haven't sold. If the next time you start talking to them about what are you going to do is the third week of January, they they could have clocked out. They could have met another agent over the break. Someone else might be chasing an expired and get in under you. So I think you've got to give everyone a plan. We know that price is the number one reason things don't sell. So you might want to have some pricing conversation with people. But uh, there's plenty of things you can do. I mean, I was coaching someone yesterday, Troy, from our um, from our Cronulla business. And, uh, you know, I was just saying, you, you could, you should, in fact, you know, speak to at least 25 to 30 of your clients, people on your database. And they don't all have to be pipeline sellers, they could be past clients, they could be influencers. I saw on your slide, Tommy, you said shot callers, which yeah. is great. Just get on the phone 25, 30 a day. That's 150 a week because over the next two weeks you could speak to 300 people we know statistically that six percent of those people are going to be sellers next year sometime and you just say tom just wanted to you know wish you and Sula all the best for christmas and new year obviously just to let you know i'm still around and i'm here to help if you need me i'm just trying to get all my vip clients through and speak to them all just to check if anyone's thinking of either buying a property a new property an investment property next door or even contemplating selling a home because. I want to make sure I'm geared up to help them. You have that conversation to 300 people, I got to tell you, you're going to double, you're going to have 10 or 20 uh, pipeline sellers. People say, well, we're not sure. We're going to talk about it over Christmas. But yeah, look, we definitely be interested in talking to you, I think, come January. But you got to be top of mind. You got to be in front of them. A lot of people's business has slowed down a little bit. Buyer and cry might have slowed down. They might have even sold all their stock, even better problem to have. But, um, yeah, get, just get on the phone unless you're going to, you know, take your holidays from now, which is fine. But if you're going to work through it all the, you know, 18th or whatever date it might be, Troy, you know, just get on the phone and just, you know, keep keep extending out and talking to people.
0: Yeah. Troy, I'm expecting um, from conversations I'm having with agents, I'm expecting uh, a fair few properties to be passed in on the 9th and the 16th. Um, stock levels have been building up. Um, there are a few agents of mine that are saying what they're going to do is take the properties off the market and quickly relaunch them early in the new year when there's no other stock make it look like a new listing new photos new images there's all these arrangements that rea's got with uh, unsold stock in there um what do you think troy is that a, a worthwhile strategy than just going to auction and passing it in with no bids?
2: Yeah, only if you exhaust all the buyers and inquiry, Tom, that's come through in the previous six weeks regarding that. If you've exhausted all of those avenues and, and you've re-educated the market about the position, the property, the, the pricing strategy and the expectations of the owners, then that is an option. Uh, We're encouraging all of our team to use a staged approach. And if the property does pass in, those buyers or those inquiries that have been made throughout the course of the campaign to rearrange and get a second inspection or third inspection back at the property, Uh, have those crucial conversations with the owners and see if there's a deal to be done. Um, The chances are if someone's on the market right now or someone's buying in the market right now or an active bidder, they want to buy before Christmas. Uh, That's the reality. So there's an opportunity out there to still get an agreement in price and reset the expectations, but it is a strategy that can work in markets when you're reshooting properties and launching them. I would launch quite big, though, and I'd have a social media campaign that backs that to make sure you're exposing it to a new pool of buyers and you're not just hitting the same pool that's already seen it less than six weeks ago.
0: Well said. Team, next year, at some point, probably the first quarter, MDA podcast is going to go up a level in production value. There's going to be uh, what dark- is this not
2: high enough? <laughs>
0: we've 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 we have we we have we we have been using Zoom and it it serves a very good purpose. But we're going to be doing the podcasts in a studio. We're going to be doing short reels on social, and we're also going to be doing what a lot of podcasters do, which is have the content both on uh, uh, podcast platforms like Spotify, but also on YouTube that allows people to consume the uh, uh, YouTube version or when they're driving the audio version. Last thing I want to leave, these are eight questions I look at in December every year, eight game-changing questions that are worth asking yourself. These are crucial conversations to have with yourself. Number one, What were your highlights of this year? So a really good thing to do there, everyone, is get your mobile phone and look at your camera roll. Your camera roll is basically a summary of the highlights that you felt, hey, I'm taking a photo of that. Um, So what were the highlights of this year? Uh, Number two, what did you learn about yourself that surprised you? That's a good question. You get insight where you sometimes underestimate yourself or some of the beliefs and stories and narratives you have about things were inaccurate and you've come to realise they're not serving you? Number three, what was the hardest aspect of this year? Number four, what lesson did you learn that you're going to take into next year? Number five, what's one thing you'll commit to not going back to? Number six, What's one thing you started this year that you want to keep doing? Number seven, in what ways are you stronger than what you were last year? What wisdoms are you bringing into 2024? And number eight, what are the most proud things that happened for you this year? What are you most proud of what happened in the last 12 months? Good questions to reflect as you... uh, Plan 2024. John and Troy, thank you again. We've been doing this close to a decade. Um, and I want to thank all our audience uh, for the time that they give us, their attention. I know you've got lots of options out there. Uh, Troy and John and I come together most weeks just jib-jabbering away, having a, an informal conversation and keeping our uh, a friendship uh, with all our real estate community, mainly in Australia and New Zealand. Gentlemen, stay well, stay healthy. Hey, can I
1: ask? Thanks to Susan. Thanks to Susan too, Tommy, because Susan. she does an amount for this enterprise, can we call it? Yeah, so yeah. Um, she's probably not listening today because <laughs> I know she's been tidying up some stuff at News Limited that we were involved with earlier today. But thank you to Susan for doing such an amazing job. Um, long-term. Troy, what were you going to say? No, Tom. Troy, Tom, Tom what general, are you? gentlemen,
0: two. Good year for you. Average year. What was the year like, Troy? Good year, bad year, average year, year to remember. Tom, every every year is a good year. Challenges,
2: the the highs, the lows. I think there's always a lesson and. um it's life like it's kind of one of those exciting things while we're here and why we get to enjoy it and i think you know there's so many examples where we have seen friends and family members go through some hard times over the past 12 months um to to kind of be in this lucky country um you know everything's figure outable and i think we, you know the support networks we put around ourselves allow us to to get up every day and smile. So I'm grateful. I've got a huge amount of gratitude for this year. And there's some really valuable lessons and there's some really great valuable opportunities that I know 24 will bring. So I'm excited.
1: Johnny, good year. Oh, uh, look, very good year, Tommy. You know, many people would remember we 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 lost our dearly beloved Steve McMurray which was a very sad personal thing for, for all of our company and our friends. And and I know you guys were both very close to Steve. That was that was uh, uh, the dark. Uh, sad part of the year for sure Um, having said that there's many other you know sort of great things that have happened in and around our various communities Uh, and as Troy said you've just got you know look the the things that aren't perfect the you know in in this country most of them are pretty much first world problems we're not dealing with some of the stuff that's happening in in Europe and the Middle East and so forth which are, are tragedies when people have got bombs whistling over their heads so yeah other than the than a serious health illness or the loss of a loved one i think our problems are insignificant compared with most of the world so i think you've got to be grateful for that which which we are so uh, no it's been fun um thank you both not only for for this uh, opportunity but also for your friendship um uh, each and every one of uh, tom's gym members and our listeners out there you know have a great and safe christmas um relax refresh but also reset if you will because we're going to be coming at you hard uh from middle of January from our brand new shiny bright podcast studio so uh lots to look forward to but uh Tommy and Troy I'll see you guys many times between now and Christmas but for everyone else we'll see you in 24
0: be in 24 signing time. off thank you for everything
1: see you soon.